Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, a quick message before we start this episode of the Sunranto Show. Uh, Go download the Locker Room app at the iOS store if you have an iPhone. They're working on an Android version. And why? Because the Sunranto Show is going to be going live there in an interactive chat room every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. So follow me at Sunranto Show. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W on the Locker Room app and uh, come join us at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. You can be a part of it. You can be invited to speak. You can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Check out the Locker Room app at the iOS App Store. It is free. Do it. And now here's the show. Kobe Blue Blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunrento. With Michael. Sunrento. And Crawley. Sunrento and the love of a loser. Sunrento. With Michael. Sunrento. And Crawley. Sunrento and the love of a loser. Sunrento. Oh God, dude, that that was pathetic. That was one of the. You sounded like like this weekend. You sounded like this weekend. You sound like uh, one time where I was reminiscing recently about a car. Uh, it was uh, Nicole's grandmother's car that she inherited, and we drove it down to spring training. And said, at some point, the transmission went all blotto, and we were we drove to the Grand Canyon in this car. And on the way back, the thing started sputtering and spurting, and and it and it sat, and uh, I was ended up going like twenty miles per hour on the highway, and all these people behind me like honk honk, and I'm like trying to get to the exit, and that's what you sounded like was that car. <laughs> and uh yeah all right so we should start here hi i'm danny rocket we got michael cotton here and also crawley down in the corner and um nobody puts crawley in the corner but we got we got to start here um that was one of the fucking worst starts to a season uh when you you lose well, you split with the Pirates, a, get, a team that might not even get 60 wins, and, in the, and you play them six times in the first nine games, and you lose three of those games to a team that is supposed to be historically bad, according to baseball. And, you, you, you know, you're hoping to get off the hot start. It didn't happen. That sucked. How are you guys feeling? Uh, I think you know how I'm feeling. I've, I've been doing this show for, uh, this is the seventh season. I think I've been doing it. And this, I, I can't really remember another day that I kind of just didn't want to do the show as much as I don't want to do the show today. There's just nothing to fucking talk about. 
But welcome you know, to the Sunranto show. <laughs> it, 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 I don't want to be here. It, it's it's <laughs> frustrating because you know we've as a, as a show we've been kind of kind of putting up these warning signs, being like, okay, guy, you know, this is a concern. This is a concern. This is a concern. And we all knew what had to happen. They had to come out of the gate hot. They had an opportunity to. So when I look at, I, I, I take a look at the whole schedule and I looked at it and I said to myself, okay. You have nine games against the Brewers and the and six six against the Pirates. You got to come out of here six and three. That's what I was kind of aiming at. You got to come out of here six and three, and to come out and be under five hundred four and five. I mean, and going good. back to see the Brewers. Yep, and the Brewers better pitchers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, because you're looking, you're you're looking at. It. Let me just tell you how historically bad it is. I went on down a little stats rabbit hole and just you're like, oh, I wonder if I compare this and that, what it would look like. So I looked at um, some pitching staff, some of the best pitching staffs in the major leagues, ones that actually have hits on the on the the year. So the Diamondbacks, Braves, Rockies, and Mets pitching staff have uh, between them 63 at-bats, those four teams, Diamondbacks, Braves, Rockies, and Mets. Only two of those teams are even any good. Uh, They have 63 at-bats, and in those at-bats, they have 13 hits and two doubles, whereas the Cubs Cubs players, Eric Sogard, Matt Duffy, David Bodie, Jake Marisnik, and Tony Wolters, with 56 at-bats, at seven fewer at-bats, only have eight hits, but they have two doubles, a triple, and a homer. Um, so basically, four teams' pitching staffs are worse than five players, or better than five players on the Cubs. Yeah. Who are supposed to be hitters? Well, I mean... So fuck the DH, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Crawley just disappeared. Yeah, he just dis- he di- Crawley <laughs> disappears on offense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Carly and that's as far as the Cubs hit the ball there too, right to the wall. Um. <laughs> For those of you listening at home and that aren't watching this right now, Crawley's face is now Ivy, so it's pretty yeah. exciting. He, he I'm looked- like Homer. I'm like that Homer Simpson gif where I'm just going to float right back into the Ivy where I came from. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's struggling with the he he got his green screen working and now it's just absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Um, and- but and and then one more stat real quick is that uh the Cubs have fewer hits than the Nationals who have played three fewer games already uh because of covid they have uh double the strikeouts uh, as hits so they have uh, 45 hits and 89 strikeouts um they have scored the second fewest runs in the major leagues that's um less than the Marlins uh, if you don't count the Mets and Nationals, who have also played three fewer games. So right. they're just not getting across the plate. And it would be one thing if you're playing like a great pitching staff. Like the Brewers have a good pitching staff. We did play three games against them, but we faced their number five. Okay, so like whatever. You know, but we're, and we'll face them again. Yeah, we kind of got lucky without, yeah. yeah, by taking them on the second time around. Mm-hmm. You know, the we faced their four, five, and one last time. This time you're going to be facing their five, one, and two, and let me tell you that number two is about as good as the number one. I'll tell you that we'll t- we'll get there. But you guys remember the old Johnny Carson show uh, when Johnny would say, "So how ba- how bad is it?" Right. So if I ask you how bad is the Cubs' offense, 
here's some things I pulled up for you here. The Cubs offense is so bad that <laughs> how bad is it? Yeah. The Cubs batting averages are so bad that Marquis <laughs> decided to show their OPS with the lineup instead. So they were too embarrassed <laughs> to show the batting averages. They're like, Oh, look that. And so old timers are looking at it be like, Oh, he's, Bad 531, and meanwhile, it's his OPS. <laughs> How bad are they? The Cubs have hit five hits or fewer in six of their nine games this season. Last time the Cubs nice. did that poorly, that often through nine games, 1944. Oh, well, that was a year before they won. Uh, they went to the World Series. It so. was also the year that all the players were fighting in the war, and the only people <laughs> in, in on the team were just like – you know, the, the people who are too broke to go to war. <laughs> they were already injured. They're like, they couldn't even do military service. They're like, but you can play second base. <laughs> How about this one? Today's pitcher for the Pirates, JT Brubaker, had three RBIs today. That would rank that would rank him as tied for fourth in that category among Cubs hitters so far. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You You can compare the Cubs hitting from their actual hitters Two pitchers. That's what that's what set me down that rabbit hole. And Patrick Mooney's right. You know, that's what we should be doing because it's damn similar. JT Martinez has seven doubles this season. The Cubs have eight. The team. The Cubs, the team, have eight to Martinez's seven. It is so historically bad that you're just going out of here going like this is unreal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we it's... might we might not I would all right. The Cubs are Four and five, correct? Right now? Yes. Okay. Four and five. Four. So you're four and five. They're lucky to be four and five. And I would say the Brewers are very unlucky to be, what, five and four? I, I didn't look at it before we started the show, but they won again today. They beat the Cardinals. And, you know, that's a team that's kind of coming. Like, when I had Eric on the preview show on Saturday, he sounds like us in 2016. Just totally confident that this division is theirs because they're playing like it. So it, you know, they're not scoring a lot of runs either. Their offense has been historically asleep, but their pitching's been great, you know, and they've been playing not great teams. I mean, they've been playing us, <laughs> but then, no, they, they had to play the Cardinals and who, you know, say what you want about where that team's at. But they went in there and they kicked the crap out of the Cardinals. They put up lots of runs finally. Their offense broke out. And we haven't seen the Cubs score more than, what, five runs? Yeah. That's their tops. That's yeah. the tops they've done in nine games. And the, and maybe the dead ball era is here. I would say that except for other teams managed to be scoring runs. The I Reds, think it might be the dead bat era for the Cubs, <laughs> not dead <yeah>. ball. <laughs> I mean, the Reds put up. 45 runs. It's a total ass that against the Pirates and the Cubs. Damn near. I mean, they got scored one run today, two runs yesterday. And you're like, you know, the Pirates smell blood in the water and they use their good guys. But they don't have good guys. What good That's guys? Like, he, yeah, exactly. You're, you're facing them without Key Brian Hayes. Key Brian Hayes is, is going to be an all uh, an absolute world beater. And you got lucky enough that you didn't have to face that kid except for one game and one inning. And yeah, then, and, and, and he made he made it uh, count too because he put the one ball out. 
Right. And so you had this opportunity. It was a gift from the baseball gods and you just didn't do anything with it. And, and so we came into this and, and, and we, we all, we came into this series and last time we talked on Wednesday and said, like, they got to take minimum two or three. They got to really sweep it, but they got to take two or three. And instead they, they almost got swept themselves. Yeah. And, uh, Jeremy writes in, this isn't anything new. Same as last year. And I don't. He must be talking about 2019 because last year the Cubs jumped out to a historically great beginning of the season by, I think they went 13 and 1. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. And betonline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, and I know it is, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup, Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. So head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Well, maybe he doesn't mean exactly the beginning of the season, but more like the offense in general that just tends to disappear for long stretches of time. And I, I like this. Uh, gift yeah. that um or that uh crawley you found from rizzo at rizzo is captain on twitter when it's the spider-man uh pointing at everybody and it's the cubs 19 2019 offense pointing at the 20 offense pointing at the 21 offense and of course it's like this it's the same motherfuckers it's the same guys and sorry for saying motherfuckers if you're listening with your children but i'm gonna well, say motherfucker th- one more time is- it's that kind of start of the season this is the thing that, that kind of has been irritating me because people will be like, oh, do you remember the 2016 Cubs had that bad month? Yeah, teams are going to go into slumps. This isn't that. But what you're seeing is now a, start, a statistically large sample size. Yeah. Okay. You're Three seeing, year sample size. Three years. Right. You're, you're seeing a statistically large sample size where you're seeing the same problems. And that problem, those problems are runners in scoring position, getting on base. And again, the three true outcomes that we talked about. And so when we look at these games, these three games, three true outcomes, you'll see it in every single game. And so when you were looking at the other yesterday's game against Davies, you saw the, the pirates bat around. Okay. You saw the same thing today where, where you're able to, manufacture runs, one guy gets on, the next guy got, you know, maybe a hit, maybe a walk, maybe a flare, maybe a double. But you see innings happen, and, and you're you're just not seeing this. You, yeah, you see yeah. innings happen. Like, the Cubs just, I mean, their innings are so fast. Like, poor, I, I feel so bad for the Cubs pitchers, they don't even get to sit on the bench for five seconds before the inning's over. Yeah, and speaking of the three true outcomes, I did get those numbers for these two teams in this series. The Cubs had four home runs which was twice as many as the Pirates. But three of those came in one game and two in one inning. So it didn't really matter. Uh, Four walks for the Cubs, 16 walks for the Pirates, 29 strikeouts for the Cubs, 31 strikeouts for the Pirates, 24 hits for the Cubs, 30 hits for the Pirates. So actually those 30 hits 
when you put that along with that 16 walks, that's where they did all their damage. I, I posted a couple times. What would it look like if the Cubs just hit the ball? At all. And obviously it's the Pirates. That's what they would look like. Because the Pirates just fucking put together inning after inning of one walk, two hits. You know, like all that, like it happened so many times uh, during this series. It was driving me insane well, to then watch the Cubs go up there, get a hit by pitch, get a guy on, leave him there. Uh, we had guys at first and third today with no outs, left them both right there. Like yeah. it's, they yeah, can't like, put the ball in play. A pop up, a strikeout, and then you're just there out of the inning in no time. Yeah, like, listen, when the, the, the seven run second inning, against Zach Davies, which was his worst outing of his career. Welcome to the Cubs, Zach. Uh, (laughs) But his worst outing of his career, that inning went like this, okay? I I wrote it down. Walk, double, walk, single, mound visit, strikeout, then Mitch Keller, the pitcher, bunts, and they get the out at second. So there's two outs, okay? Only one run is scored at this point, okay, in that inning. Then the floodgates open after after that, okay? Um, there, then there's a double. It's first and third. Then there's a double, a walk, a ground rule double, a single, and then in comes Alec Mills. But that by that point, it was like way too late. They had scored seven runs, and they couldn't get in out. Like, I have not ever seen an inning like that. And I don't think the Cubs are even capable of it because somebody's going to be up there swinging out of their shoes. What was crazy about that inning, too, from uh... – from Davies is that the first inning was a nine pitch three out inning nine pitches and he got out of that inning I I was feeling great I was like oh he's coming back in he's just going to mow him down (laughs) well you know when we look at the first game game one the Cubs won that four two and like you and then Michael I know you tweeted about this saying like you know I'd really like to see hits that you know runs that didn't come via the home run ball Bryant hits a solo home run Javi hits one, and it was an amazing home run because that was one of the lowest pitches hit for a home run <laughs> it was in his hit history. It was like eight inches off the ground or some shit like that. It was below <laughs> a foot. He, he killed like six snakes just <laughs> coming out of a hole. Oh, man. It just, but, uh, that's a golfer. Rizzo was out along for that one. He he reached via walk. And then and then area was all right. He started out struggling, didn't have his command. And he had to throw like a lot. And again, it, it wasn't just that the Pirates were getting out. It was just a lot of high stress innings on the pitchers. Even so, Jake struggled, I think, the first three and then kind of started to get it. The last three looked a little bit better. But you're talking about six innings pitch, seven hits, three walks, four Ks. And then here's the thing that bothered me so much this whole weekend. And, and I don't know if you guys saw it too. It's like, uh, Underwood, Dwayne Underwood Jr. has looked really, really good. And we got the Fonz. We got Winkler in, and he walked the bases loaded. Kimbrell had to do a five-out save because Winkler sucks so bad. Yeah. No, we, we, I'll put it up here. Here's the line on, on – was what, when was that game? On uh, – Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, yeah, opening day for the Pirates. So, it, yeah, you're right. Arietta seven hits. There was a lot of traffic out there. So you had, you know, ten base runners. And then, but, yeah, look at Winkler's line. Can't get an out. Three walks. And then Kimbrell managed to strike – uh, strike out, I think, the entire ninth for the save. But I'm thinking to myself, they're probably doing that only because they have the day off Friday. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I don't understand. I don't understand what they see in s- some of these bullpen guys over some of the other ones. 
you know what? Does that make sense? Like Underwood I don't know. looked really good for the Pirates. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but Underwood looks good for the Pirates, but we're only watching him when he's pitching against the Cubs. <laughs> so, like, he may not be this good against anyone else. Well, he certainly wasn't in a Cubs uniform. And so yeah. in game two, the, you talked about it. That was like the worst start of Davies' career. It was a seven-run double. They lost eight to two. But that was, what, the second inning? And I'm like, okay, this is the Pirates, okay? If there's, if, if there's any chance that you have to possibly come back, it's, it's it, plenty of game left. And they just they looked anemic, you know, one for 11 with runners in scoring position. They left 22 on base. They caved 14 times. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, no, they – You'd think that they would think that they could climb back into that one. And if you think about it, if you want to take some positives from the game, uh, the bullpen was good. You know, Mills came in, uh, only gave up a hit, uh, walked a couple, but lowered his ERA. Maples gave up the home run, but he he got a bunch of strikeouts, pitched two innings. So that's kind of cool to see that he had a successful outing. Uh, Jason Adam struck out the side and he has not been great, you know, in, in the one outing he was out. I mean, these guys seem like to be, and then workman went out there and it didn't go that well, but he did manage to get two strikeouts. So, you know, you're looking at that and you're like, uh, I saw Brett Taylor tweeted out that, um, and I, I saw a couple people make this point that if you take out the seven run inning, the Cubs win the game <laughs> two to one and I'm like, yeah, and if you take away my beer belly and moobs, I'm a supermodel. Like, yeah, know, exactly. I'm, I'm freaking Calvin Klein over here. Now, underwear model. So, uh, you know, and, and you can't, unfortunately, you can't do that. I've often thought that would be an interesting way to play baseball, that you could throw away one inning. <laughs> I don't know. It, but it's probably not a that great idea. That sounds like a Manford idea. Well, that, it that does, sounded yeah. like what they were doing in uh, – Spring training when the, you know mm-hmm. they they'd load the bases and the guy would be at twenty one pitches for the inning. It's over. We're yeah, let's roll this. the inning. Yeah, <laughs> before anybody scores. Yeah, you should have what you should be allowed one inning roll <laughs> in Major League Baseball just to just to move it along. You're like bases loaded. Nah, not really. Bases loaded, no outs. Absolutely not. Let's roll the inning. <laughs> <laughs> so. um so yeah, and then, but yeah, look at the at bats that you were just talking about, Crawley. You know, it's the Pirates. You manage eight hits, twenty two left on base, like you said, striking out fourteen times. You're, they're not. They didn't take their walks, so just only two walks on on the games. They did not climb back in, so that's frustrating. You you got. And that's what I'm saying. This wasn't the Pirates had been playing as tight, and that was annoying me enough. But to get your ass kicked by the Pirates two days in a row. You lose yeah. eight to two, and then you lose. Uh, what is it? Seven to one today, and it's just like you're just rolling over for these guys. And the Cubs struck first again today in Game Three. Javi hits the home run, the only run they scored, and um, that was. I it. mean, Danny. To did. be fair, if I you hit. throw out that one, if you throw out that one second inning, the Cubs only lost eight to three over both those games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, it's just why, like, run differential and Pythagoras is a terrible baseball historian. It's like, there, you know, I don't care. You, I would rather lose big and win the tight ones. You know what I mean? Like that. Not, I don't want to lose at all, but like, I, right? I, you, I, I don't care if you have a negative run differential. It's W's that you want to put up. 
in men's last year, I want to say 2019, there was a lot of games where he would just be like, oh, burn the film, throw it in the garbage. But I'm like, yeah. there's only so many games you can burn the film on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, you don't want to keep doing that. And so Trevor Williams, you know, there was a big deal. He's back in Pittsburgh, you know, the, you know, the, the dad thing again. And, you know, didn't really happen, you know. And, and yeah, Javi got the home run, but but there was also a lot of key areas where he, you know, he could have really helped and, and just kept striking out. Well, and what was annoying about this game, too, it's, uh, you know, that I think this game goes differently if that bullshit call on Wilson Contreras out of the baseline. And I, I was listening to Ron Coomer talk about that. And uh, he was just like, you know, back in my day in that moment, he's like, and then they started showing like Hal McRae from the Royals. <laughs> yeah. just like taking dudes out like football oh my style, God. Like, roll tackles and stuff. And full, I'm like, oh. full on shoulder bombs on yeah. these guys. And like, Cooper was fine with it. Cooper was like, that's how we did it. And he's like, and you learned as a shortstop, you know, a that how to take a hit like that and expect a hit and how to fall and all that stuff, almost like a stage combat uh, kind of person. What, what, wasn't it though? Who was it? Was it Chase Utley who did the leg whip in the postseason that started that rule? Well, yeah. yeah. And, and who did he take out? He he took somebody out in the postseason, like totally messed up their leg and shit. And it was just like, look, it's a simple rule. Just just slide into the bag. You know what I mean? Don't go taking guys out. I don't blame, you know, the Pirates did what they did, and, and Wilson was clearly in violation of the rules. He didn't touch the base, uh, you know. and, and, and he, he didn't touch the base, but he he easily could have. Like, his hand was right there, but he was already out, so he kind of he, – he needed – he did need to sell it a little bit more by, you know, grabbing that base a little harder. But he never even touched – uh, what's his name out there? The dude was able to get around. He made a bad throw because of it. But that's really Wilson's job in that situation is to scare him. And that's what he did. Scared him. He did not make contact. He did not get so crazy that he hit a dude or anything. Like, do you know what they should do? They should go in there, like, just go, you know, and just like act crazy. If, if they don't slide, they're not, a, they, they're out that way too. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It and, was, and just, just it was looking a, at the, it's, it, but it didn't not, that play looked like a good baseball play. That looked like a good, clean, old-fashioned baseball play. In fact, I have definitely seen worse takeout slides in my life. And I know he was in violation of the rule. I get it. But I kind of hate it. Like, I, I kind of think that there should be, I don't know, something else. That, that it, it shouldn't be that rule. Like, I don't know. I, did, what do you guys think? Do you think that was... I mean, granted, it's a rule violation. I get it that technically it was wrong, but do you like that rule? Because like this, we're only a few years coming out of the catcher rule, the second base rule. Like we, this podcast was already going when that rule came around. Yeah, and I remember us all being like, "Eh, well, Buster Posey rule." We kind of, I, I get Baker the rule, like it, right? I get the rule. I understand what they're trying to do with it, and I'm okay with that. But. If the guy doesn't even make contact with him and can still touch the base, then it's, I don't know, it, it's one of those things. It's, it's like, uh, you know, suing somebody because they almost hit you with their car. I was driving down the street 
and somebody drove by close. And you scared me, so I dropped my hot coffee in my lap and I burnt my dick. You know, so like I, that kind of thing. Well, I think right. I think Michael hit on it earlier that if you're Wilson, you got to sell it better. You know what I mean? You still got to make it, make it look like you're going to try to slide into the bag instead of not even touching it. I think that's where the umpires had to make the call that they did. So maybe yeah. is, could the rule be that if you manage to touch the base and you manage to scare the crap out of that guy, that – if if you do get to the base somehow with some part of your body, that it would be legal? That's basically what the rule is. But then also, you can't – You they. but there's also wording in there that says that you can't not slide at the base. You know, like, I think the wording is bad. I think the wording is telling the runners one thing and the fielders another thing. And then you have to go to fucking replay to figure it all out, right? Like, the wording of the rule is bad. It, I hate any part any part of baseball that leaves it up to the discretion of the individual umpire and what they think they see. That's why I want there to be a, a, a fast, hard – if they're going to review something like that, for example. So they reviewed it. And yeah. that's a reviewable play somehow. So well, now you're dealing with multiple nebulous things. I want it to be like very clear cut that if I can touch, if I do touch the base, regardless of what happens, that is not an illegal slide. You know, if, if I somehow fly through the air, drop kicking you in the face, but I manage to get a hand on that base as I fall, then I want that to be a legal slide, you know, and do and let the fielders act accordingly. That's what I'm well, saying. And, like, and here's the other thing. The umpires on that field did not call that an illegal slide in the moment, right? They saw it. We saw it. Everybody saw it. They're right fucking next to it. And when they looked at it, they just called the play because they easily could have not even gone to the replay. They could like the the second base ump could have been out there and like, hey, I think that was out of line. What do you see over there at first? What do you see at third? Like, what did you guys see? And then they could have just fucking called it and made the Cubs challenge the play. But instead, they looked at it and they said, "Looks fine to me." There's you know, a, play there's on, a, and then the challenge came. Look, look at these comments uh, in the chat here. This is great. Um, a guy serious says, it makes no sense that a foul ball before first can't be reviewed, but a no-contact slide can be. Then uh, Johnny Antu says, I have a feeling most of Cubs talk this year will be about odd plays like this. Oh, we, we didn't even talk even, about the uh, Tony Walters uh, hitting Reynolds in the in head, the back. yeah, the, in the yeah, back or in the head, and that wasn't and the on the run. And they, and I personally, I think the the Pirates got screwed on that. The dude is running down the fucking base path straight. Not he's. It's not like he's looking behind him and trying to get in the way. He's yeah. not like doing anything weird to try and block the throw. He's just running straight down the line. He gets hit by the throw and he's out. Now, and there's then, a couple, you know, we're talking about that play. There's another weird, you know, another play that a lot of people are talking about that was bizarre is is that, once again, the Cubs are getting hit. It was Wilson Contreras today. Oh, my God. And then How Chris Bryant gets hit. 
And find and Bro- Mike Borzello. We know Borzello. We've talked to him outside the park numerous times. He really is an underrated part of this team. He's really been key there. But Borzello gets thrown out of the game, and you know what? Good. I'm glad he. Got, I'm glad somebody stood up and said, "Hey, this is bullshit. Stop hitting our players, whoever it was." Right. Sorry, I'm laughing because <laughs> Nick Crawley, your face looks like you, you have an ivy beard. Yeah, you have ivy. like this weird beard, and then when you smile, your teeth are green. <laughs> your teeth are green. Like Avengers uh, green and crawly. Like it's hilarious. You like you looked like you had a beard of bees, except the bees were ivy. <laughs> and your teeth were completely ivy. Yeah, Eric writes it, Ivy Beard on Crawley. Yep. <laughs> You're gonna get a song written about you. Okay. Ivy beard ivy beard but um no it they've been hitting i like look it up what is it six times i'm exaggerating it's gotta be it's amazing how cubs hitters get hit twice and cubs coaches get thrown out not pirates coaches like what the hell is that about well the brewers are throwing at him i'm just pirates are throwing at him i I was saying that earlier i was mad at the last series with the brewers that 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 ross didn't come out didn't start barking didn't get thrown out uh, didn't say anything in the post game other than like, yeah, they're really throwing in on us. It's like, no, dude, fucking step up for your team. And Borzello finally did today and get tossed. And I, and I'm glad. And, and no offense, where's everybody else to kind of, where's the manager to stand up and say, stop fucking hitting our guys? Where, where's the captain though? The, everyone says put a C on Rizzo. Where's Rizzo, you know, when, when, when R- Contreras hey, came Rizzo's out? done with this team after yeah. next year. He's, yeah. He's checked out. He's just playing for his his uh, free agent money. Can can I make him another? He doesn't, want to, he doesn't want to be shown to be a hothead when he's got to go make money somewhere else. Yeah, he's like I'm a team player. It, but uh, let me make one more complaint about David Ross. Is like, wh- how does it make sense to have your uh, you know, your mask on or or whatever it is? Uh, what do they call that when they neck gator? A net gator. Yeah. How does it make sense to have your net gator on? You're like, he's sitting there like chomping on gum. His nose is all down. And then he like takes it down to talk to the guy next to him. Then he puts it back up. I'm like, dude, this is, you know, this is not like, don't wear a net gator at all. Like you don't have to. It doesn't work when you're just chomping gum and spitting in the guy's mouth next to you. Like it makes no sense at all. That's my other complaint about Ross, which is actually way less petty. Russell Dorsey writes that in this three-game series, the Cubs' offense was 1-4-23 with runners in scoring position and left 19 runners on base. And this is where, again, we know how many games have been played. We know all this shit. We've talked about it. But this is not the first time we've been on this show in the last three years we've talked about runners in scoring position. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, risky business has been a meme for – Years and years and years. Even even the 2016 team was having struggles with runners in scoring scoring position. But and we got to get we got to get back to the Wilson getting hit thing because uh, we did not mention that Wilson was actually fined for his reaction against <laughs> uh, against the Brewers, where he didn't start a fight. He was just like, "Hey, hey, hey! I know what you're doing. You're throwing up and in." I mean, Wilson did more than Ross did. In yeah. that situation. But and again, Wilson got fined for it. Yeah. The guy it. who you gets hit up. gets fined. $7,500. They said I broke the COVID rules, but I was trying to defend my health because that hit by pitch to my head could have ended my career. Yeah. And, you, and, they're, and then they've been doing it the entire time. The Brewers were throwing at him. The Pirates are throwing at him. 
And then he's the one that gets in trouble for going out of the baseline, not touching anybody. And uh, you'll probably get fined for that, and the Cardinals will somehow get a compensation pick. Yeah, I mean, he maintained his six feet of distance, and it it was actually the uh, Brewers catcher that ran up on him, right? So, yeah, he's getting fined for breaking COVID, but he's not the one that got close to anybody. Yeah, Not to mention, they're all fucking standing right next to each other all the time anyway. I feel like the league has it out for Wilson and he I know the dude I mean I don't know what his reputation is I know he's a motherfucking fiery guy like he likes to mix it up he he does he takes offense in a very yachty Molina way and, and but I think that's by design I think Wilson Contreras absolutely wants to be yachty or Molina I, I think he wants to be that kind of dude who sparks his team, who has that kind of you know fire for his team that that can you know ignite them and be a leader in that way. He's worked really hard. Like you see him completely doing in the off season, doing those like crazy spider crawls and like exercise. The, he improved his pitch framing. He's always been a, a good hitter. Um, you know, he wants to. He's a passionate dude. He's blocked everybody on Twitter, including me. He he has he has he's a lot going on, and um, there's a lot going on with him. But I feel like the league has it in for him. Like they're they don't like that attitude. They the word on Wilson is hit that hit him in the back. Keep hitting him. He'll back off eventually. He's in your face. I think it's all a message that's being sent Wilson's way right now because this, these things don't happen accidentally. Like they've tried to bush, brush Tony off the plate and it didn't work. Tony's like, I will, you just keep hitting me. I'm going to keep standing here. Yeah. But Wilson gets in his head a little bit. You could tell. So, right. Yeah. And uh, Matt McClure 81 says, I totally agree. People outside of the Cubs seem fed up with Willie and I have seen that sentiment out there quite a bit. Which it's it's kind of hard to understand it because we see Wilson Contreras get hit all the time and people from outside this is the first time he's ever gotten hit. You know what I mean? Because they don't watch Wilson Contreras play every day and be hit four times this season already. And Is one it, of them was a headshot, which, which again was that was a very scary moment. Yeah. yeah, you know, speaking of Wilson and his pitch framing, the guy responsible for really helping and working with Wilson on that is first base coach, coach uh, Craig Driver, and mm. uh, we got a little bit of news before the series started, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he was the the word we got when he didn't show up that first game was feel a little under the weather. They left him home in Chicago, and then we found out. He's got the vid. Yeah. That well, I mean, first of all, like I hope he's good and I hope he didn't give it to anybody. And I'm glad that they caught it and these guys are getting tested all the time and they're young and so that the survival rate uh is good. Hopefully he doesn't catch a bad case. But I, I did enjoy my job. Well, he's about not it. as young as the players. To be no, honest. he's not. He's not, but he's a pretty young guy, and you know, the survival rate is quite high for, for him. But it still sucks to get I've you know, Dennis, who's been on the show, has got pretty much every single other one of the podcasters that come on the show, like Eric the Brewers fan, uh Dennis the Cardinals fan, they've all had vid. 
you know, because you know that the, that's what those teams do. But now, <laughs> but now, but now it's hit our tape, and it feels a little different. Obviously, you know, people things are going to be different than they were last year. And um, I mean, I really do hope the best for Craig driver, but I did enjoy my joke about it is that good thing. The Cubs never have guys on first base because uh, you know, they, they yeah. really were not exposed. I feel bad for the first baseman of the other team. Like, you know, you look like I was Kevin actually going to use that as my TFC today until I saw that you put it in there. And I was like, ah, damn it. Okay. Yeah, I'll find something else. Colin Moran, poor guy. He's we're we're just, looking though, that the Cubs are still one of the teams that haven't hit the 85% mark as far as vaccinations. <laughs> so they asked David Bodie about that the other day. And he said, Oh, everyone's been super respectful with each other on both sides. If they want to get it or don't want to get it or in our holding pattern or whatever, having those conversations is really good and really healthy. Uh, to which I say, what two sides? And what's really healthy is getting your fucking vaccine. Yeah, that's what's healthy. Vaccines work, you stupid fuckers. And uh, <laughs> it's not surprising that Sogard has been vocal and his wife has been vocal about this. And the Cubs are one of the teams that can't hit the 85%. The other 15% sit out here in these fucking bleachers, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, fuck you, dude. Just get your goddamn vaccine. The dumb 15% that come out here, <laughs> said Lee Elia. Oh, God, that's classic. Um they are the dumb 15%, you know, we definitely have to. Well, but it's more than 15% right now. And I, I think it's not a surprise that there is a guy named Eric Sogard who's very vocal about this on this team. And this team isn't completely, uh, you know, jumping on board with this. But they made a big deal to say in Arizona, the minor leaguers are all taking it left and right. They're all jumping in the busloads of the guys. But also, you know, they didn't point out minor leaguers also have no fucking money. And right. if they get sick and go to the hospital, the very little amount of money and the chances that they have are gone. Gone. You know, yeah. in the major Somebody leagues, might take you, their job, you know? Yeah. In the major leagues, you have uh, some of these people have made quite a bit of money over the years. And, you know, it's like rich people get to choose whether they want a vaccination. Poor people are like, just give me the fucking vaccination because I don't have insurance. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to give me this vaccination for free and it's probably going to keep me out of the hospital, I will take it. Rich people are the ones that are just kind of like, they got nothing else to worry about. So they're just like, well, maybe, you know, maybe this is dangerous. You know, as they smoke cigarettes and drink beers and fucking... MLB's using the stick and carrot approach again, where they're trying to get everybody. I mean, they don't want these things happening like what happened with Washington or what happened with St. Louis last year or the Marlins last year. They want to make sure that no games are interrupted. And so they're offering teams, hey, if you get to 85%, there's all sorts, the restrictions come down. You know what I mean? A lot of the restrictions that these guys are under uh, are down. And so some guys don't make, you know, I mean, they make good money relative to minor league players, but like they can't do autograph signings. They can't do this. They can't do that. If I'm one of the say, like, like say David Bodie, if I'm David Bodie, who's, you know, he got an extension, I believe, and he's making way more money than those minor league players. But like, that's going to screw up, you know, a source of income for him if he can't do some of these things because guys like Eric Sogard, and I'll tell you what, man, 
you know, that's the thing that pisses me off more than anything. Is just the second that asshole made the team instead of Nico Horner, I was just like, fuck. And, and so, you know, it's like I, I knew how bad that was going to be because they needed a good defensive second baseman like I talked about. And then you got this guy in the clubhouse now that is – I guarantee you he's a, one of the clubhouse leaders now. I guarantee he's ste- stepping up and being vocal, and they're listening to him as opposed Sharon, to Nico. Sharing YouTube videos that he just saw. <laughs> Facebook, yeah. Facebook memes about uh, how uh, vaccines gave his kid uh, autism. Yeah, he's and, watching all and, that. And stuff. throughout it all, we don't have a fucking second baseman that's replacement level right now. I like what Matt says here. Wh- which do Cubs pass on more, vaccines or strikes down the heart of the plate? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, it strikes because, uh, you know, if they were hitting and not getting vaccinated, I would be a little bit more forgiving about this moment. But yeah. lo- look at this. I, I-, I noticed this. Here are the Cubs uh, stats so far. And uh, look at their second baseman. Uh, you've got Eric Sogard, and he's ba- he's got an OPS of 500, which, uh, according to uh, Marquis, is good. <laughs> uh, on their graphic, no, he's betting one forty three. Is you got a one forty three OBP two. Um, then you got Matt Duffy, who has a four seventy two OPS, but actually he hasn't played second base yet. Um, David Bodie's even worse. Yeah, Duffy was, was on in, second base today. He was on second base uh, somehow, and then David Bodie has an OPS of four fifty eight and an average of one hundred. Uh, but he does have a home run. Uh, it's one of his two hits. Uh, I mean, so you're telling me that one Nico Horner couldn't do better than the three of these guys that are in the clubhouse? I guarantee Nico Horner got vaccinated. I bet you those three. <laughs> I bet you all of our second basemen are the the fit, dumb fifteen percent. And when you're talking about, about what you're talking about too is that the defensive run save that Bodie maybe Bo, maybe Nico couldn't hit as good as those guys, even though I don't know how you can hit much worse than those guys. But even if Nico hit worse than those guys, defensively he would be more valuable with the runs that he saves as opposed to these guys who can't hit and can't play defense. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, no, Danny, I was saying Duffy was, he played second toward the end of that game because there was a double play that got turned or tried to get turned. And when it happened, I was like, who the fuck is playing second base? Yeah, who is that guy? Yeah. He looks like he just looks like one of those like Mormon dudes that run around in you know the white shirts and the black ties, doesn't he? Yeah. Th- that's what Duffy reminds me of. Just yeah. like he should. I don't even think he should be wearing a Cubs uniform. He should just be out there in, in like slacks. But and, luckily, uh, luckily, Nico is down at the alternate site getting all of the at bats that he needs to become a real major leaguer. I don't know if you guys watched it. Um, our, our friends over yeah. at the South Bend Cubs actually were going to do a Facebook live stream of the game. They're playing alternate uh, Detroit in an alternate site game. And a uh, couple things. Nico was there, obviously. So I was really excited. Like, there was a lot of guys that I wanted to see play and unfortunately got rained out after one inning, um, which I felt bad for our friends at South Bend. But uh, the one thing that I did find interesting about that South Bend game, guess who the first baseman was at that alternate site game? The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Canon Sunglasses. Your outdoor experiences could be better, clearly better. And Canon Sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. 
With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. Canon. Clearly better. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by BetOnline. Did you know that it's that time of year? That time of year when baseball and basketball are heating up. And it's the start of baseball and the end of basketball. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up. As teams prepare for their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, and I know it is, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup, and BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates. And it's the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet online the ryan uh, braun i have no nope. fucking clue <laughs> now i have no idea it was miguel amaya oh all right well think about that for yeah. a second here that makes sense right but but hypothetically you have wilson for one more year right and maybe you believe because I did not believe Wilson was going to improve his framing as much as he did. And he improved his framing. And again, I think that Wilson will hit his way out of this. You know, hopefully other guys do too. But what if hypothetically you're, you're thinking about grooming Miguel Amaya to be a possible replacement for Rizzo? I, mean, I suppose you could, or or turn him into a Victor Caratini who can play both positions and you can just kind of like get him uh, up doing some backup catcher, play a little third, play a little first, you know, work him into the roster and then maybe he plays his way into the starting position. Like they could be doing that too, you know. It's possible. I just I thought it was interesting, well, you know. Rizzo has no backup. Right. Right. They have no backup and yet they also are not going to extend him. Because anybody could play fucking first base apparently. That's what they say. Yeah, there, it's there, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It is, and you want you want to talk about some bad breaks? How about Dexter Fowler? Yeah, he got his ACL uh, ripped up, so he's he's out for the season. Uh, that's kind of sad. The Angels were cut. Kind of, man, Angels are snake bit, but I do I don't feel bad for them. Like you know, they just spent all this money. They wasted Mike Trout. They never have pitching, so they put together you know dudes that Joe Madden wanted, like Dexter, and like trying to get the magic back. And it's just you know. It's. I feel really horrible for Dex because he's one of the good ones, and you know. I just wonder if Joe Madden brought some of the 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 health the the medical staff over there because at first they're like, "Oh, it looks okay, it looks like nothing," and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like ACL season over. Well, they did. They, they, they yeah. I think they stretchered him off the field, and they're like, "We think it's fine." <laughs> How often do you see guys get a stretcher off the field? And then to hear later, like, eh, we think it might just be, a, you know, just no big deal. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You never see a stretcher come out. Like, it's crazy. And, and then, in, uh, go ahead. Speaking of, well, I was going to say I was going to move on to speaking of other 
ex Cubs, and then you got Dexter. Uh, you get yeah Dexter, and then you have Victor Caratini, who caught uh, the second no hit. Well, it's it's weird how to put it. How they keep putting it. It was the second the well, it's the the no the last no hitter was Mills's no hitter. The and second consecutive consecutive no hitter. Yeah, but for two different teams is the first time that ever happened, which is. <laughs> a lot of caveats to like, you know, but it's a, one of those weird things that uh, Victor yeah. normally a when a catcher catches a, a no hitter, he's probably not the catcher that you just fucking throw in away, on yeah. a bullshit deal for no, no reason for Zach Davies. But Trevor Williams came to us from the pirates, but it seems like all ex pirates somehow seem to have a lot of magic. So I'm hoping Trevor Williams does too, because Musgroves who threw the no hitter used to be a pirate as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if the Pirates had kept all those guys? Well, first of all, like I've been in into that stadium, they they'll sell it out. It's right downtown. It's beautiful. I have no idea why. I know they they are a smaller market team, but I have no idea why they can't keep any of their players ever. Doesn't make any sense why they're even oh, allowed to go up with a. We're we're learning, dollars. Danny. We are learning how they can never keep their players because the Ricketts are pulling a pirates on this team right now. And it doesn't look like it. I mean, I don't know why it would get any better with a different group of players. We have four times the payroll and we went 500 with them so far this year. We're three and three. So, well, speaking well, of they're guys, changing that, they're, <laughs> they're working on changing that. Oh, no, they'd love Ricketts would love it. If they could just spend $40 million on this team and still charge you $14 a beer, they would love that. Um, so one of the uh, new segments on the show that Michael came up with, which is uh, it's called uh, Where Are They Now? And I made a little uh, graphic for it. So uh, we're going to get dinged for this, unfortunately. But <laughs> Barry, Barry Manilow, everybody. Where are they now? Oh, it's so nice to hear. It was perfect. Like I, I downloaded four different. Like there's a lot of songs out there called "Where Are They Now," but of course Barry Manilow had the best one. There were there was a <laughs> punk, there was a punk song called "Where Are They Now" that would have been fine, but it was like not as good as that one. That was so classic and corny. There was a punk song. Maybe I'll do another one. And then there was a, another one that was like this '80s hair metal band called "Where Are They Now" that I almost used, but I mean, I mean, it was like. They were like a, a remember that band Asia that sang yeah. Final oh, Countdown? Yeah. yeah, they were kind of like them, but like you know, Asia Asia Minor. Let's go. No, I think I think I Asia didn't sing Final Countdown. I think Europe Europe, yeah, yeah, whatever. Europe they, Asia wrong Asia is Danny. a band. They, they played something else though. Yeah, exactly. I, I did, <laughs> but did you hear the version by Antarctica? It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, give us some. Where are they now? Where we take a look at all the all the guys that used to be on the team and and who we replaced them with. Yeah, so you know these weren't uh, two of these weren't direct trades, but everybody understands how they came about. Uh, so the first one is Jake Arrieta versus John Lester. Uh, Jake Arrieta this season, twelve innings, a two point two five ERA, looking great in the in his first two starts there. Nine Ks, four walks. I'm all in. Like Arietta looks great versus John Lester, still has COVID. So Cubs win. Cubs. 
Uh, and then, you know, the Cubs let Kyle Schwarber go, did not tender him, and then signed Jock Peterson, which was basically the exact same player for the exact same money. Uh, Jock Peterson, 138 average, 188 OBP, 241 slugging, Ugh. four hits, one homer, Ugh. 11 strikeouts, tied Ugh. for second on the team. I mean, that's really bad, Ugh. but... Kyle Schwarber has COVID. Ah, advantage Cubs. Cubs win, yeah. Cubs are winning Barely. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Craig Driver, by the way. It might be better to have Kyle Schwarber just not be there. Uh, yeah, okay, right. and then the actual trade, uh, Cubs got Zach Davies for you, Darvish, and a bunch of uh, prospects and stuff. Or no, uh, Zach Davies and a bunch of prospects for, for you, Darvish. That's what they wanted. Uh, Zach Davies, 7.1 innings, 11.05 ERA, seven strikeouts, six walks, had the worst inning of his entire career the other day versus you, Darvish, who last time had a worse outing than Davies, but now 10.2 innings, a 4.22 ERA, 13 strikeouts, two walks. Mm. And then, hey, we're just going to throw this in just like the Cubs did. Victor Caratini caught a no-hitter uh, advantage Padres. Yeah, they did win that. Uh, but, you know, but we don't know what's gonna, what's happening with those teenagers right now. <laughs> you know, they're, they're that's right because now, nobody's they're, playing baseball. They're, yeah, they're, they're not playing, but they, they are. They did. One of them did manage to get a fake ID. I heard, and they can now buy wine for their friends. So, except they don't have enough money to pay for any wine, so they're actually, (laughs) yep, they're they're just hanging out outside of the Aldi, uh, getting quarters out of your cart. Um, (laughs) So, guys, you know, we 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 get it all the time in the comments. We see people saying like, "Hey, you know, it's still early. It's still this or that." The reason we panicked about these first nine games, there's a couple of things. As a baseball fan, one way to kind of look at it is if you take a baseball season, and there's all sorts of mathematical ways you can do it. There are 162 games, right? We know you're going to win 60, lose 60. It's whatever you do with the other, whatever, 42 games that really matters. But another thing you can do is take those 162 and divide them up into nine-game segments, okay? And if you do that, there's 18 nine-game segments that you're going to have. And so this nine-game segment, they went four and five against a pirate team that we all predicted would be at the bottom of the barrel of everything. Now, all of a sudden, the schedule makers do not fall on the Cubs' side because these next series, you face three, well, two phenomenal pitchers with uh, Milwaukee uh, in Milwaukee. Then you come to a homestand where you have Atlanta, the Mets, and Milwaukee again. Then you go to Atlanta, Cincinnati has been killing the ball, three with the Dodgers, and then you get to face Pittsburgh again. Yeah, but are they playing anybody good? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. yet. Not until May 8th. We play. That's when we play the Pirates again, who just took two or three from us. So that's the next time we play a really good team. Uh, I'm, I kid. I kid the Pirates. No, <laughs> Matt McClure says three and 18. I mean, <laughs> that's that's what he's seeing. No, it's twenty-two games total. Uh, there's one four-game set in there. Uh, you have Atlanta twice. They haven't. They're not off to a great start either. Um, neither are the Mets, who have COVID as well. Uh, I, although, did did they get their games canceled because they got COVID, 
or did they or or because the Nationals got COVID? I think that because the Nationals. I haven't the heard Nationals. that the. Yeah, let us know in chat if the Mets have COVID. I don't think that. I think it is just Kyle Schwarber just and John Lester that wrecked the Mets. But <laughs> uh, but I saw that. Did you see the Mets had that walk off uh, hit by pitch? Yeah, Conforto. Conforto leaned into one. That was such bullshit. So they're obviously like you know putting their thumb on the scale for the stupid Mets this year and for Yachty again. And they're all against Wilson. Like the. I'd, I'd hate to say that there's like conspiracies that happen, but when you have 30 dudes in a room that all look the same and talk the same and want the same uh, thing, I feel like they orchestrate how it goes down. Is that, am I too, being too conspiracy theorist tinfoil hat about this? I feel like they've got the thumb on the, the scale for some teams because they, I don't know. Does that make sense? That yeah. they got the wind on the back. The, like the Brewers, they always get away with shit. Like, get, they've gotten away with cheating for years. You know, uh, why do they, uh, what, you know, the, they've got uh, the Astros let off with nothing. Why? They get Trevor Bauer. Uh, they look at the baseballs, but they're not looking at the baseball. They know they've been doing this for years. They let them get away with it. Steroids, they let them get away with it. Then they crack down on certain people. I'm just saying it doesn't feel like the punishments are meted out equally amongst teams. And so I'm I just kind of I'm feeling momentum's going here and there. It's hard to put your finger on. Uh, I don't think that much about it, but I am concerned about this 22 game stretch. And I'm just wondering what you guys think as far as out of those 22 games, what do you think the Cubs record in those 22 games will be when it's all said and done? Oh, 22 and 0. 22 and 0. <laughs> all right. That, 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 that's some positivity. Everything I've, everything I've seen so far has told me, you know, hey, this is baseball. We all know baseball and Cubs are due. Yeah. They're under 500 right now. All that means is that they're about to go on a run. That's how that's how numbers work. Uh, Danny, what do you got on it? <laughs> I if if we go 500, then that's a, I would consider that a success. Right. You know, uh, except for we'll still be under 500. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> if we go 500 through that stretch, we're already starting below 500. That's not good. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what people. Yeah, Ray says 11 and 11. You know, uh, Facebook user says seven and 15 with a sad face. Uh, eight, eight and 14 at best. So, I mean, people are not feeling good. Uh, win right. the next 11, then lose 11. I, 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 I actually had, could see that happening. It's, it's just going to be. It's this stupid. Like they'll go on a run. They'll, they'll go up to Milwaukee and they'll sweep them. And we'll be like, oh, my God, they fucking figured it out. It, it's good. You know, they're two games above 500, and then they're going to lose four straight. You know, and then yeah. they'll win, win one, lose one for a little while. And it's uh, it, it'll be just enough to get us excited week to week, but not enough over the season. I actually am feeling pretty pessimistic after losing to the Pirates. And, you know, I, I really do. I don't see why we wouldn't get swept in Milwaukee. I, I don't see why we wouldn't get swept by any of these teams that we just mentioned, the Dodgers and the Braves. Like, I don't really feel after this weekend that we're ever going to win another baseball game. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I, I think this is it, guys. Like, I think that they're just going to sell it off and Ricketts is going to put up a for sale side on Wrigley. And, uh, 
you know, as much as, and I want to be so wrong. Uh, I want to be wrong and I want to make it look like that we would go up against these heavy hitter teams who actually have good players that aren't in contract years that are pissed off at management for not being offered decent contracts. And well, hey, KB, right. I called KB early and he seems to be doing the things that he can do. KB is the only one. Yeah. You called KB because he's the only one that can deal with this kind of pressure because he never changes. I do this. This is what I do. I'm good at hitting. I see the ball. I got my swing. I do this thing. Javi, He's got he's home run strikeout, which is what he always started uh, out as. He's going to end up what he is, and nobody values that right now. Um, then you you have uh, Jock Peterson. Obviously, the pressure is to him early. It's like oh, I've hit five hundred home runs in spring training, and now I can't even get the ball out of the infield. Like they, and I think you're right, Crawley. Ultimately, they don't have a manager that is really leading them and showing. I, I don't know, like for Borzella to be the guy that got kicked out today, for Wilson to be the guy that gets fined, it feels unfair that, you know, some of these dudes are falling on their swords when uh, it should be like David Ross. I, we've never seen emotion from him. You know, even w- even today when Borzello got kicked out, like, it, you know, Ross went out there and they're like, go away, go away. You're going to get fined. And Ross is like, oh, okay. And he, you know, put his, put his, uh, he, he put his stupid fucking, uh, shirt over his mouth and then went and went back in the dugout and like didn't even keep barking. Like, can you imagine Lou Pinella in a time when he could wear a gator? Like he would eat that gator and then spit it at the umpire. He'd be like, let me regurgitate this gator on your face right now. The concern so. that I have, though, is when we talked about this bad start against the Pirates and the Brewers and this nine thing, is that people will say there's 162 games, plenty of baseball to be played late. You know, I don't believe that because of this situation. This is a year with all the guys on one-year contracts and expiring contracts, etc. This is the year that if it, it, you don't have 162 games to prove what you got. Yeah. You have until July 31st, and if you are not – at least a couple games ahead of everybody else by July 31st, then if you're Jed Hoyer, you have to be honest on some of these situations here that you, you know, you're probably, I don't know if, if, if any of the guys are going to get hot enough that you would feel like you'd get fair compensation back for a Rizzo or for a Baez or a Brian, but you're going to have to take a look at Craig Kimbrough, uh, Craig Kimbrough. People are always looking for bullpen shaping. These are guys. Yeah. yeah, These are guys that have been great. And so if you're looking, if you're Jed Hoyer on July 31st and this team is still kind of hovering around 500 and maybe St. Louis is four ahead or, or, or or Cincinnati, you gotta, you gotta have, you're going to make some realistic decisions. And everybody right now is like, you got 162 games. No, you don't have 162 games. And this is why this start is so bad. And, and these struggles are so bad right now because everything is amplified because of the contract situation. Jed has to make a decision. If I can get something for these guys and, and this, and if he truly believes this team doesn't have a shot to get in the postseason, then that's what he's going to do. Well, even, even if you, even if you believe this team is good, no, nobody, I, I can't even say it. Nobody believes this team has a shot in the postseason. You might make the postseason, but this team doesn't really have a shot. So, why wouldn't you start dumping these guys that are in the last year of their contract? If you well, can because get they're terrible, because I don't think you can get anything for them. Because no, you can doing get it. something. 
For I Bryant, mean, right now, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could, might be able I, to get I'm, I'm saying that you could just get something. A lottery at, at ticket, some point, another teenager, you Darvish style. Get it cheap. won't look like a white flag deal because the Cubs won't be in first place, but it will be, right? They'll The white flag's going up, and they'll say, just give us anybody. We don't fucking care. We just need bodies at this point that might someday do something for us. The Pirates. We're becoming the Pirates. And, and how eyes. will Cub fans accept that? I mean, these are guys that, again, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, that means so much to all of us to, to, to watch them go for nothing. That's going to be a hard take. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but remember what Ray says. Any team that gets in the postseason has a shot. Stop the nonsense talk. Well, I... <laughs> I don't really think – I think that people say that, and I think that's what owners say when they're like, we've made the playoffs, you know, six out of the last seven years, so we've got a shot. I don't think that's true. I really think that some teams don't have a shot unless you're like the Bad News Bears in a movie. Yeah. right? You, you know, for sure, anybody can get hot, right? But they have to be – the teams that – squeak into the playoffs that actually have a shot are the 2007 Rockies that won 21 of 22 games to get the last wild card spot. That's the type of team that actually has a shot when they're in, not the team that's that started out in first place and then played 500 ball the rest of the season and then got in because everybody else in their division sucks. You may have noticed numerous ads throughout this show. And wow, what a waste of your time. I don't want to waste your time. So go to patreon.com slash sunranto. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sunranto. And for $1 a month, or like $11 if you pay all at once, you can listen to The Sunranto Show early and ad-free. That is my message to you. $1 is all it will take to save you from advertising. Your own RSS feed delivered straight to the podcatcher of your choice from Patreon. Just do it. One dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars. There's perks at all levels. I'm wasting your time right now, and I'm going really slowly, just so you understand the gravity of this situation. How your time is just ticking away. Your infinite time that is finite within your worldly presence. Ticking away slowly with me talking uselessly about patreon.com slash sunranto where you should go and for a dollar a measly tiny dollar or three dollars you could not be listening to this right now as I waste your time because you're not a Patreon subscriber. Support our show, please. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. No more wasting time. 
for you or me or anybody else. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. No more ads, people. No more advertising. And again, when you when you talk about those teams, sometimes you have to have stud pitchers that just can go lights out. It's not a normal season where you have five guys in rotation. You can start to manipulate the rotation where, you know, uh, what was it? When we faced uh, Cleveland in the World Series, you know, they, they were going like on a three-man rotation because everybody was injured. They were going with, uh, what's his name? You had Bauer and you had, uh, God, who was uh, uh, Clevenger? No, 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 no. He no. wasn't there. No, no, no. You, you had uh, Josh Tomlin and Kluber. Those were the three. Josh Tomlin, Kluber, and, and they were basically rolling out three guys and going like that. So you, you had, you know, a stud in Kluber, Bauer, who was, you know, decent, and then Tomlin, who, Thompson, who had, you know, was a, he had a good game that game three, but he wasn't really that great of a guy. But if you have some good pitchers, some real true studs, like aces, then, yeah, you can pull that off because in the playoffs, you don't need your fourth or fifth starter as much. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But, uh, boy, you're, you're telling me you think you can go on a World Series run with this rotation? Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no you can't. I mean, it, unless somebody really emerges, like all of a oh. sudden Alzali just goes on this crazy run where he just shuts out teams left and I right. I think we may be overlooking uh, – 37 days into this season, they're going to bring Nico Horner up from the minors, and uh, he's going to spark the team. He's They're going to bring Horner up. They're going to have no room for Sogard, so they're going to fucking kick his anti-vax bullshit off the team. <laughs> uh, Horner is going to Horner's going to Horner's going to hit 15 home runs from that point to the end of the season. He's gonna he's gonna bat two eighty four, and he's gonna fuck. He's gonna be the little engine that could. He's That's gonna be not enough. The, That's not even. He's enough, gonna though. be the guy. He's gonna be the guy that says, "Rizzo, do it for me. Do it for me, Papa." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, again, this long stretch of games against tough opponents starts tomorrow. And 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 Danny, yeah, you did a you rumors. did a preview show with uh, Eric Wheeler, right? Yeah, everybody should check it out. It's so far, only the Patreon people have heard it. So if you want to be a part of the Patreon thing, we only do the shows live uh, to the Patreon people uh, it, on our, on the Patreon uh, Sun, Sun Ranter Super Ranters and also on a private YouTube link. So join up, patreon.com slash sunranto. That's already been released to all the uh, Patreon people, the, that preview. Uh, so they've already been hearing it for the last 48 hours or more. And um, <laughs> because they just keep it's so good. Wheelow's so good that they just replay it over and over. Oh, yeah. They, they've they got a repeat just listening to Wheelow, <laughs> Wheelow. No, but we, we have all the uh, the matchups there and we talk about it in depth. But I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it is that you got the number fives, which is uh, Alzali is. And I was wondering if that Mills was going to be a piggyback in this situation, but I don't think so now because he pitched so much on the Saturday. Yeah, I think he's burned Maybe. for probably at least four days. You think? Yeah, I, could be. yeah. I mean, he went over two innings, right? Two point one innings. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. I mean, may, maybe he can still go out there. Uh, Alzali is going out there against Freddie Peralta, who we saw the other day. He almost no hit the Cubs, uh, and um, this is a rematch of one of the games at Wrigley Field. That's the game where Alzali gave up that 
three-run dong in the first inning, and then um, uh, that was pretty much the game. Cubs didn't score; they got one hit <laughs> the whole game. Like, you know, but you, you can say what you want about ad. Yeah, like, those are the worst too. When you get a great performance out of your starting pitcher, the bullpen holds up, and then it's you know one hit for the game. It's come on. Yeah, and then the. Uh, then we got a rematch of the getaway day, which was the day game at Wrigley Field between Hendo and Woodruff. And, you know, I was thinking about this, like nobody knows, everybody knows who like Clayton Kershaw is and stuff, but nobody knows who Woodruff is. And, and Hendricks, everybody sleeps on him. And like, there was a lot made of him getting, uh, betting on him for the Cy Young because he's such a sleeper. And like, he was, he was like the, 5,000 to one, you know, yeah, at, at some that. point. Yeah. But either way, like Hendo versus Woodruff, like if you told that to somebody in L.A. or New York, they'd be like, who versus who? <laughs> you know, like, but it, this is a great matra, matchup, and this was a double no-hitter for a while. No, Hendo didn't have a no-hitter, but like uh, Woodruff, definitely capable of no-hitter stuff. Uh, these are great pitchers. This is a good game. Cubs lost this one 4-2. They only had three hits in this one. It took them 10 innings to get them. Um, so uh, – Oh, this that was is the one the, that uh, Jack Peterson in the bottom of the eighth to tie it up. Yeah, correct. So it's a rematch of that game. And then what we haven't seen yet is our number two, which is Jake Arietta uh, versus Corbin Burns, who uh, this this guy is just on fire. Uh, when Wheeler was talking about him on the preview show, it, he's had so many. The Brewers haven't been scoring for him, and. This guy, he had, he had I forget who no hit it hit through, I want to say seven innings or something like that. They totally wasted the start, ended up losing the Cardinals. He killed the Cardinals. They couldn't get anything done against him, and then uh, the Cardinals end up winning that first game of the series. So they totally wasted that start. So the Brewers, we're lucky that they're four and three right now. This is a team that has been pitching their asses off. And once those bats wake up, which they they have, they have bats in their lineup, you know, more than it, the Cubs have seemed to have. And they've certainly put up some crooked numbers the last two days. Uh, so anyway, Arietta Burns, our number two is Jake Arietta. Fortunately, it's not Jake Arietta from five years ago. It's Jake Arietta from now. So and the Brewers have seen him a shit ton. So I'm just telling you, you're 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 in for a show with Corbin Burns coming in. That is, it's not going to be a fun one to watch. That's all I'm going to tell you. He's well, you never arriving. know though. He's arriving right now. He's arriving. He's, right, but sometimes that's when you see the Cubs bats wake up against these hard throwing, you know, hard throwing superstars, and that's like the one game that they blow out. They actually, you know, score and do a bunch, and then it's the you know. But then it's when you see Freddie Peralta owns them for eight innings. I remember there was – I can't remember what year it was. I want to say it was 2019 where we faced the Mets three games and the Cubs had to face like like DeGrom and Syndergaard and they destroyed them. Yeah, destroyed and then them. like some scrub came in the then pitch and they, and they couldn't do shit. Yeah. I remember who the, the scrub was. No, that is definitely that – clearly. That's that – we've definitely noticed that uh, in years past that that is the case. So like – Michael, I like your assessment of maybe what happens against Corbin Burns, that that's his first kind of bad outing maybe for that reason. But and, – and the thing that I was telling Eric about is the idea that maybe because we saw Freddie Peralta and because we saw Woodruff already, that maybe 
we have some familiarity too, and things can go a little bit different. You know, I could see that happening with Peralta. Same thing with what happened with Williams today. Having two straight starts against the t- same team uh, was not the was not how uh, a guy like Williams is going to earn a living. You know, so you get a little time in between, and you know, then the guys forget about you a little bit. But when you know, they basically just saw him last week, they were able to handle him much better than they were the first time around. So hopefully the Cubs are on the same boat. And honestly, in the past, we have seen that, right? We have seen the Cubs, when they get multiple opportunities at a guy in a short span, their bats do wake up a little bit. But Cubs are a veteran team now. Cubs yeah. are a veteran team now. They, you know, they know how to study it. They know what they're looking at. You know, uh, Becky makes the best point. Um, we got to get our bats going and score more than four runs. Yeah, score some, score some runs. That it's very simple. Like I remember score those runs against these players. Uh, the these the second game, I think, and they scored, I think three, three runs on uh, sacrifice flies or something like that. I don't know. It, it was early in that uh, Pirates ser- series. Um, but I remember looking at that and going, oh, my God, like, have the Cubs figured out how to bring a guy home from third? You know, like, I thought, <laughs> man, this might be a good season. And then, you know, over these last few games, they've they've showed me they can barely get a guy to third. So then it doesn't really matter. Well, better on third than on first, where there's COVID everywhere. Um so well, not anymore. He's in quarantine. Um, so I, I guess let's move on to announcements. Uh, the Bleacher Bum Band uh, Ooh, is yeah. going to be playing once a month this entire season. I'm dropping a link in the chat. Oh, oh there we go. Um, and uh, this is an an event that's on Facebook that you can join. And there's multiple dates within the event where you can come see the Bleacher Bum Band. So plan your trips to Wrigley Field. They're all Saturdays. They're all in the middle of summer. The next one is May 8th. And I'm sure it'll change how we'll be selling tickets and everything and their capacity and all that stuff as cases go down. Right. As it's the G-Man Tavern Tour, right? It's the G-Man Tavern Tour. Yeah, we are not leaving because this is still – we're just coming out of quarantine, but we're not leaving one place. I can tell you I was there for opening day, and it was a blast, and everyone was having fun. You don't remember what happened. I clearly remember (laughs) me – 50 times during opening day to put keep your mask on. I'm like, I clearly remember like, taking the mic up, and singing up. My Way by Frank Sinatra. It was a beautiful time. Everybody enjoyed it. I, I clearly, re- no, it was good. It was fun to see everybody up there jamming, and it was, it was a blast. So yeah. and, definitely, and we're back in, in, listen, it's been a crap year for, uh, you know, performing artists. So get back out there and take your vaccine and do something useful with it. And come inside a dingy rock club and <laughs> sweat with us and dance and uh, let me spit at you from, uh, right. a, you went from out, a healthy it, distance. You went out, you got the vaccine, you dealt with your day of feeling like shit. So now come out and put that fucking vaccine to a test. To a test. See if it works. I can tell you it, mine worked fine. I'm double vaxxed and I went there and, and there was spit flying everywhere. Most of it from me, but... You know, I came back healthy and clean. It's all good. Exactly. It's a, it's all fine. And the other thing that's going on right now is that I'm doing a 
a 69 clearance sale from the nice. on Ranto. Thank you. And I'm going to dr- drop a link in the chat real quick. Uh, the Sun Ranto 69 sale. I'll be sending everything out soon. It's basically all the old stuff. I got leftovers from John Baker Day. I got leftovers from the old Sun Ranto shirt. There's limited sizes available. It's just whatever's left. There's the anti-racist shirt. There is old Sun Ranto shirts. There are... Uh, the, uh, I forget what's what's all. Oh, Bad Teenies Mustache shirts, which that's the old band. That's my old band. I got a bunch of those. Those shirts are awesome. I love Bad Teenies Mustache shirts. Uh, those, <laughs> I love the little graphic that that was before Cubes fan. Like there was Bad Teenies Mustache guy, and that I call him Little Old Mustache, which is the it was actually drit uh, drawn by a four-year-old sometime in 2004. So that kid's like now probably playing baseball for somebody. But I stole that offline <laughs> years and years ago and then manipulated the image. Like, honestly, that was drawn by a little kid. It's just great graphic. I stole that in 2004 or five, something like that. So, yeah, that kid's definitely driving. He could be dead. I don't know about Jeez. the artist, <laughs> well, it makes, it makes it worth more if the artist is dead. So get yourself a bad teenage mustache shirt uh, that is now uh, a defunct band. But the, the last thing I want to say is that Sun Randall shirts and, uh, you know, Cotton, you'll remember this, will get you laid. Oh, yeah. You remember that was our, our old uh, commercial about it. A Sun Randall shirt will make somebody have sex with you. Even if that somebody is yourself, so but buy a Sunranto shirt. <laughs> right. It will get, it will get you laid at some point in your life, possibly. Um, I think that's it. Oh, the last thing uh, we raised seven hundred dollars for Lost Boys already through our uh, through. I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous show. I hadn't had it written down, but uh, we raised that through the NCA Double uh, A tournament. And uh, thanks Matt, everybody, Matt McClure. I met my wife in a Sunranto shirt. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> nice. So um, damn, yeah. Damn matchmaker. Yeah. So. And uh, as for Lost Boys, I just dropped 50 bucks in there, told people I would give, uh, I, I would donate a dollar for every subscriber to the Baseball Rabbit Hole podcast. Uh, guess what? I didn't come near $50, but I just decided to give $50 anyway because uh, nobody's listening to that podcast. So go check it out. Nobody's listening. I'm listening. Well, there's like 30 people. Well, that's how Sun Ranto started. Now we got like 34. Dude, it, fucking, it, it really gets better. It gets better. It'll only take seven more years to get those extra five people. Carol asks, wait, what's going to get me laid? A, 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 a Sun Ranto shirt. But you can't wear pants. Like that's very important part of it. That's you the know. key part right there. Yeah, Clark. Clark knows. Um, uh, Dominic says, uh, "I am. I enjoy it a lot." So it, right now, Dominic is getting laid in a Sunranto shirt um, <laughs> while watching the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, well, yeah. We 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 are. Uh, you know, ever ever since uh, I got that underwear model job, I've just you know it's really taken off for me as far as. Uh, my OnlyFans. I, check out OnlyFans slash Danny Rocket. It, it's it's there. It's mostly me uh, eating cheese curds uh, <laughs> in a pair of boxers. But there. But if you uh, join the OnlyFans, you get to see more. All right. Uh, that's all. That's all it is for announcements. Unless you got anything else. 
TFCs. Yeah, yeah. I think we're there. We are. All right, somebody All right. go first. I'm I'm still looking. There we for- go. Okay, uh, okay, I have, I have. Oh, Carly, did you already have one up? Go yeah, for it. you know, I don't know if you heard about this, but Trevor Bauer has sticky balls, and uh, his sticky balls were pulled by MLB. And so Kyle Kodiak Roland says Trevor Bauer for the last two years. Everybody, look at me. Pay attention to me. Subscribe to me. Also, Trevor Bauer, why am I being singled out? <laughs> yeah. Well, and. Wasn't Trevor Bauer the one that actually called out the Astros and said there's no way anybody gets that much spin without something on the ball, and the MLB, like, absolutely ignored him. So he went to Cincinnati and was like, watch this. He's he's the Matt Getz of baseball players. Like, he's he's like, oh, there's human trafficking everywhere. And also Matt Getz. I paid $750 for a hooker. <laughs> using know, Venmo. Like, yeah, using Venmo, stupid. Um, oh, what do you what do you got, Carly? I only have one. Okay, I, okay. So I've got this one, and it's going to come in a couple of parts here. But uh, Richard Williams, uh, you know, watching my son warm up for a second start in Pittsburgh, pinch me. I must be dreaming. Go Cubs, go! And we all know his story. How excited he is about this. Um, and then, of course, in the comments. Lots of people just being nice, like, oh, you know, good luck and all this stuff. But then you get Big Daddy Bruner. Too bad he keeps on teams with horrendous ownership. Hopefully he plays well enough that someday he can play on a team that has an actual chance to win. Ain't happening with Ricketts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, true, I love though. that. He, he That was a definite TFC. And then um, got this one. Interesting. Sarah Hall, I hope your son gets beamed at his next at bat, and I don't even feel bad for saying that. Come Ooh. together. What? Which, she used come together as her hashtag? Yeah, uh, like, A, and you, if you, look you at don't the picture, see a lot of women getting this violet. <laughs> B, look at the picture, though. She said beamed. Yeah, yeah right? What is, like, what, what is it with the picture? And her name is I Have a Boy Brain, but what I can't see the picture. It oh, looks I like think- a guy in a wig with sunglasses. It's, yeah. it's a bizarre. Oh, that's bizarre. Possible. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, Cub together is that's Cubs fans are supposed to be using that. Uh, it was it was an odd tweet, and it's even more odd when it's just poor Richard Williams trying to be like, I love my son, and I'm happy he's playing for my childhood favorite team, and he's just, like, I hope you get beamed, yeah, which I, I don't know head. what a I don't know what a beaming is. I think they meant beam, but yeah, I'm you sh- know. I'm sure. But eh. all right, I, uh, here's my one. I said it's going to be hilarious when a team won't accept a player from the Cubs in a trade because they won't get the vaccine. And Seth Kennedy said, "I admire your optimism that a vaccine is the only reason we couldn't flip Sogard at the deadline." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is going to be sad. It is going to be very sad. Nice. This is from former Cubs bullpen pitcher Robert Stock, who says, Back in elementary school, teachers led us to believe we were immature for thinking farts were funny. Now that I'm in my 30s, I know how dishonest they were being. Farts are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just went off the board with the fart jokes. And, and, and now we know why Robert Stock got cut. The cheese. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's my last one. 
Ivy Envy back from the dead. Well, based on what we've seen from the Cubs in September, October, the last few years, I guess you could say they are currently in postseason form. Oh. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and that's why I've got no hope. <laughs> just to leave you, <laughs> just to leave you with that, because we saw what happened with the Marlins, and like they they picked up right where they left off, not scoring runs. This is who they are. This is they just disappear, and then I don't know what happens. Like all of a sudden, they remember they're professional baseball players, but this is a scuffling team. It's one of the worst offenses in major leagues. It's a historically bad start to the offense, and it's unacceptable for a large market team. Uh, to to uh, have a hundred sixty million dollar pl- payroll that hits like this, it's it's absolute trash. One of those guys responsible is one Javi Baez, and our friend Decipio says, "Good oh, thing Javi can stu- <laughs> Good thing Javi can study the video of that, though. A lot to learn about swinging and missing at three balls for the second bat in a row." <laughs> yeah, and he he wore the sombrero today. Yeah, uh, yeah, three strikeouts, but he's also scored the only run on a home run in the first inning. Got comes, Some of you those know, strikeouts were like okay. I could see, you know, like like I know, like Kyle Schwarber used to like sit there looking at a ball that was on the corner, and this, but some of these were like like not even close. They're so far outside. What, what are you looking at, dude? Like what what is going on? Yeah, and that's well, when they I were thought runners. the video was going to help you. You're going to go back and watch the video and say, oh boy, I'm not going to swing at a ball eight inches out of the zone, and and, and no, it's still fucking happening. Yep. No, no, he's going to look at the video and he go, he's going to go, oh, I see my problem. I swung six inches out of the zone. I need to swing eight inches out, and then I'm going to hit that ball. Yeah, exactly, because he hits them when they're on his shoe tops. He hits he's them from all over. Snakes. I've, yeah, we've seen home runs from Javi on uh, balls in the other batter's box. Uh, after yeah. this show is over, I'm I'm going to I don't know if I'm gonna like try to start to find some sort of voodoo chance online or something. All I want is for the Cubs to beat the Brewers so we could have Wheelow on here and just talk some shit. That's that will make me feel much better, much more cathartic to just just you know to to see Wheelow smug after the last series was bad. If I gotta see like, it again, the only thing that makes me feel good is to shit on someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wheelow well, in particular. So I just, I just, <laughs> you know, the smile and the smirk he's going to have if the Cubs lose. So I'm just sitting here praying to the baseball gods. You know, maybe I'll sacrifice something. I'll find something to burn, but I just got to do something. I can't, I can't watch the Cubs lose a series to the Brewers because, again, I spend a lot of time in Wisconsin. I never hear the fucking end of it. And then, like I said, Wheelow's going to come on here and then he's going to, hey, boys. And, I already know how it's going to happen, but we just got to win this damn series. Well, well, we'll be here Wednesday night at 8 o'clock next time. And at some point, I, I have a plan to have a preview episode uh, with some Braves fans. And uh, they have an, an awkward name and logo on the – and I can't wait to also talk to the on their podcast. And I can't wait to talk to them also about how they feel about having the All-Star game ripped from their little uh, clutches. So uh, we're going to have that on, but that's going to be a Patreon only thing. So if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, you should be because that's how you get that content. Um, so patreon.com slash Sunranto do that. It's a dollar a month. And there's 101 people that agree with that concept of uh, actually paying for this content. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll see you Wednesday for sure at eight o'clock. 
And hopefully we're talking about a Cubs series win. Uh, I can't even say that with a straight face. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, I would just come on, baseball guys. Give me something to be happy about. I, I'm feeling I think I do think we're going to get a series win here because it just doesn't make any sense. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. baseball. Because baseball. That's all we can hope for now is baseball get a baseball. So uh, Spook Hog, as uh, Dave Kaplan would say. Spook Hog. Jibog! What are you playing us out One, with? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Lamiel, Shlamazel, Milwaukee, inebriated. Comes in Milwaukee, played music to crazy hobos, found a cancer vaccine photo. Met a guy with only one arm Picture with Fonzie Set far away from the bases Snuck down for the sausage races Saw a man made out of balloons Bernie the Brewer Miller Park under blue skies Eating cheese curds, offensive t-shirts Cops confiscating a sign Anthony Rizzo Fooled around and watched the Cubs win Paul Gary, my sister's husband Cubs fans unfurled the W And we found weird benches Big friendships Selfie with Spider Mike And we saw Bernie's bed Bobble heads This guy needs a new shirt Hey, it beats VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 